Tis the season to be stressed out, right? It doesn't have to be that way, says our very special return guest, Dr. Drayvon James. Learn how to be present in the moment, embrace all of the hubbub with curiosity, and be the victor, not the victim, this holiday season with this interview with Dr. James. If you missed the first episode with her, go back to our episode from October 7th, 2020 to hear more about her and about how to keep calm in the storm. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Mary Jo Tinlin from Teaching Your Toddler, and we are so excited to welcome back Dr. Drayvon James to the show. This is uh, our second time having her on the show, and we always love having return guests, so thank you again for joining us today. I'm excited to be here. Thank Excellent. you. Oh, good. So as we record this, we are like 10 days away from Christmas, and so we're in the thick of the holidays, and it's crazy, and you know, this particular year in 2020 when we're recording is... Uh, even worse. I mean, like even stranger and even more challenging, I guess it's to say not worse. It's not necessarily worse. It's just different. Right. Um, and so I thought, you know, we thought it'd be a great show to talk about how do you sort of deal with all the craziness of the holidays in general? Um, and you know, how do you, how do you sort of, it is, it's chaos and it's chaos when you have little kids, it's chaos when you have so many things to do, it's chaos when you can't, you know, when, especially this year, when it's like hard to shop, you might be having to do all your shopping online or whatever. So take us through a little bit about, you know, what you're thinking and, and what, what we can talk about with, um, with what the holidays are looking like this year. Yeah, that's a great question because we all know that, you know, they say tis the season to be jolly, but it's also tis the season to be stressed out uh, because <laughs> there's generally so much to do, right? Between the cooking, the cleaning, the, the shopping, the gift wrapping, the putting toys together, all of these other things. And normally we would have parties and all these events. So we scratch the parties and we scratch all these events. and But we still have all the other stuff to do because... It's the holiday season and whether or not you're going to shop, you know, in the malls or or do it online. It's still the stress of trying to figure out gifts for people who you may or may not um, know them that intimately to know exactly what they want. And there's all that stress. But the thing to caution ourselves and to be is to be present in this moment. You know, we're looking towards you said it's 10 days and my heart started, you know, getting pitter patter and getting excited about 10 days. It's going to be Christmas. But what is it right now in this moment? And so really challenging ourselves to realize that really all of the joy and the power that we have exists in this moment. So challenging ourselves to stay present in this moment, whether whether or not you're hanging um, Christmas stockings or decorating the tree not the next moment, it's here in this moment, this activity and putting all of yourself in this moment will help to uh, minimize, if you will, that sense of overwhelmness that can happen during the holiday season like no other season. You know, it really can happen during this season. So just trying to be present is the first uh, tip I'd like to give everybody. Stay present in this moment. That's great. How, and how, you know, what can we do? Like, how do you, do you just slow down? Do you take a deep breath? Do you, you know, what are the things that we can do to really have that presence? You know, I always, I love breathing because so often, unconsciously, we are holding our breath. And, uh, you know, when we become present, we realize, hmm, why am I holding my breath? Why am I clenching my jaw? Why are my fists clenched? Right. So just 
breathing and being aware of our breathing, making sure we're expanding the abdomen all the way out, you know, and then taking these in, inhales so it expands and then exhaling to the stomach, all concaves, all this, pushing the belly button towards the spine and letting all the air um, come out. This constant and conscious breathing helps to ground us. And when we do this breathing, believe it or not, um, the, and the, the words don't matter, but uh, it activates the parasympathetic nerve system, right? The important thing about that, not just, not just the word, but the important thing about that is that this is the the opposite side of the coin of stress. This is the, the part of the nervous system that soothes, that self-soothes and causes you to feel in that zen-like peaceful state. It's the grounding and breathing, conscious breathing, becoming aware of our breath is all we need to do to activate that. So the sympathetic nervous system is when we get all stressed out, right? That's the fight, fight or freeze syndrome, right? When we get overwhelmed and that's what's activated then. And just to flip the switch, and go into this calmness, becoming aware of our breathing will do that for us. It'll push us into that activation of the parasympathetic nervous system. So breathing is, is a big thing to do. Another tip I give people for being in the now is to create something in this moment, right? You can't create a picture in the future. You have to create it in this moment right here, right? So, and being conscious of creating in this moment or or finding a creation in this moment. You know, what can I find that is beautiful? Where, where is the magic in this moment? Not in the next moment, not in the previous moment, but in this moment. And just sending my mind on, or on a wild goose chase to find the magic and the mystery in this moment. Helps to ground you. So all of a sudden you're looking for that blade of grass that's peeking through the cement, you know, or you're looking for that sunset or that sunrise or even, you know, the sound of a sleeping baby, anything. You're looking for that in this moment and it keeps you really, really grounded in the present moment where all your power is. And believe it or not, all your peace exists in the present moment, too. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, I, I think even just looking at your maybe at your Christmas tree, right? Sparkling and how beautiful it is. And, oh, yeah. and or your child laughing at some, you know, something that they're experiencing or, yeah. Yeah. You know what used to do it for me? It's so funny when you said that. I used to love to stand by the, the crib and watch my children sleep in, you know, their bodies and the rhythmic motion of their chest going up and down, up and down. And it was just, it was just so soothing for me. And mm-hmm. it would happen to me in this present moment. Mm-hmm. Because they sleep so soundly and deeply and and beautifully and peacefully, and you think, oh, yeah. I just want that in my life too, right? Like, huh. right. And you realize, really, in that moment, you have exactly what they have. You're present. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that, yeah, that's beautiful. I, I like that. So right. staying present is a, is a great way to um to to sort of stave off the holiday jitters or or blues and the stress of the holiday is to remember that I'm. There is some magic in this moment and decide to either create it or find it. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, actually, because, you know, for some people, the holidays aren't as happy for as as for some people. You know, it's stressful because of spending the money or maybe they have a bad memory or something like that. And and so, you know, like you were saying, create that magic in the moment. Are there other ways that you can help let go of that? that sort of bitterness or, or maybe any kind of emotional baggage that you might have associated with this time of the year? 
That is such a wonderful question because you're right. Many of us have memories that come that are very strong during this holiday season that can cause us to feel a bit sad. And one thing I would want to say is that to honor those memories, to really self-soothe during that time period means that you won't try and we won't try to artificially push those memories aside because that will only make us feel worse because now we're associating the memory with shame. But to go ahead and say, acknowledge that I am aware that I am a bit sad because of the memory of. I'm a bit sad because of the memory of. And I love saying it that way because if we are in the position to remember something, it means that no matter how painful that thing was that happened, We stand here as the victor. We're in a position of telling the story about the past, right? And so the victim can't do that. To to be able to tell the story means that I have survived it. Now I can make the decision. The survival is already there by the sheer fact that I'm here. So those Christmas gone by or those memories gone by did not destroy me. I'm still present. So now I will honor the fact that I have this memory. I'll honor that. And then I'll go so far as to say, now, what will I make it mean to me? Because the truth is, it only has the meaning that I give it, right? Even the dreadful things that happen. Many of us have these memories of like, oh, this was horrible. Okay, that act was horrible. Absolutely. No one can dispute that. But what will it mean to me today? Mm-hmm. Kind of reprogramming yourself, right? Re, reassociating things. Right. So you're retraining the thought. Right? Mm-hmm. You're retraining the memory. So now when the memory comes, you don't have to feel ashamed that here you are remembering this. You can say, oh, yes, I retrained myself around that. And still that doesn't mean that it wasn't a very bitter pill to have to swallow at that point in your life. But we've reframed that memory because I'm now I've survived it. I'm the victim of it. And now maybe I will decide to thrive. Mm-hmm. That's right. Great. So that's that's way. And, and then there's still, you know, you, you kind of touched on it with your question. There's still those people who are living in this moment right now. And the holiday is, is not that joyous because of the um, things that have happened in relation to COVID. And that's some real pain there, too. And what I would say with that is to accept and acknowledge that you are here. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes can be one of the most painful things to do when you're in the midst of something that it really, really hurts. But to and then to honor yourself and give yourself permission to be sad, to be angry. Right. And even, you know, I was talking to someone who said to me that they find it an honor to be lonely. Hmm. And I thought, wow, I never thought of being lonely. I've had a lot of loneliness in my life. I never thought of it is being honored. But she said to honor the time that you get to spend with the most precious person on earth that you know, it's you. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? That is a really, yeah, (laughs) really good way to look at it. Yeah. So it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. And it it does take practice, but some of these conditions we can't change right away. So we might as well spend our time practicing Mm -hmm. to change our perspective. Right. That makes total sense. 
are there ways um, for people, you know, if they are struggling or if they are just overwhelmed, you, you know, how do you how do you ask for support? How who do you ask for to support, and where you know what can you do to to kind of get some help with all of this overwhelm? Yeah, well, I applaud people who have enough self love to even entertain the idea of asking for support because that is honoring that self honors you honoring yourself and it also is giving others the opportunity to serve right because in that act of serving you they also get fed and they serve themselves so that's wonderful to it's a win win when you ask for help first of all realize that it's a win win when you at when you have the ability to ask for help who to ask for help you know there's so many places to go for help of course we think of the obvious places our family and friends but then there's also clergy there's also people who are trained therapists to ask there's even now that we're you know so uh, social distance there's so many different organizations online if you were just to google whatever it is you know that you're uh, experiencing unless we're talking about loneliness just if you were to Google loneliness in your area, you'd probably get, I don't know, five or 10 organizations that meet online to discuss that. So be willing to do things differently to support yourself. Work within the, the environment that we have, what's going on right now. What we have right now is a beautiful opportunity to connect remotely, you know, which gives you some um gives you wide re wide reach. You could communicate with people all over the world on whatever it's in your heart right now. That's great. I love what you said about giving others the opportunity to serve because a lot of us, we, we don't think outside of us, like outside of ourselves like that. We think, oh, we don't want to bother anybody or whatever. We don't want to worry anyone or trouble them. But but you're right. That does give our family, friends, and, and then those who are professionals the opportunity to serve. Yes. And guess what? Think about how we feel when we are distracted by helping someone else solve something in their life. Right. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I was so involved in helping them. I, I didn't realize that I hadn't thought about my own situation for over six or eight hours. Mm -hmm. And that's what that does when we get involved in service. It gives us a little break from whatever's going on in our life. We get True. to spend some positive energy. And sometimes we come back to our own situation with a fresh set of eyes and more creativity. Mm hmm. That's that's really that's really interesting. Um, I just during this lockdown, I have a friend who's not comfortable meeting in person. And so we actually have a weekly call every, you know, Tuesday or whatever. And we it's just about 30 minutes. We just catch up. And it's been so amazing. And we weren't like that close of friends until this whole thing happened. But that's one of those like little blessings that even though during this time, that's such kind of a, you know, to me, it's a pain. Um it's been so wonderful and such a blessing to have her to be able to talk to her about all these, you know, just different stuff, anything like business and personal and whatever, you know, just having that opportunity to, to sort of serve each other. And, and I think we both have just really benefited from it. And, and, you know, I'm sad that I never thought of doing that before with, you know, my sister or whatever, other people. Yes. You know, and, and that is one of the things that of using the situation, the unwanted situation to find these precious uh, moments of uh, sparks of magic, if you will. It, it's created an, an environment where we are becoming a bit more creative and we're discovering these jewels that are right in our own backyard and our, and our computers and these ways, different ways to stay in touch and even to meet new people. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So 
being open to that, that's another way to really, really enjoy this holiday season with all of its unknowns, is to embrace it with a sense of curiosity and be open to experiencing um, something new. I was sharing with a friend earlier today that um, for years, I can't remember, it's been well over 20 years, I have celebrated New Year's Eve at the watch service, night watch service on Christmas Eve at church. So this will be the first year because our church is closed. Mm-hmm. And at first I found myself uh, just thinking, wow, you know, <laughs> couldn't have this one thing, you know. And then I just got myself together and I thought to myself, it's a new year. What mm-hmm. better time to, than to try something new? Right. Open to something new because I'm not the only person who will be having to do something new on Mm -hmm. New Year's Eve this year. And, you know, I decided to embrace it and say, yes, I'm excited for what I'll do. That's new. Mm -hmm. That's that's a really cool attitude. That's awesome. Yeah. Is there. No, I I love that point, and I hate to kind of bring it back to the hmm, but you know, as we look at like, oh my gosh, we have all these chores to do, and we have all this, you know, clean up, and now I have all these things that now I have to find places for, and you know, are, are there any other sort of ways? And and I I mean, all these things we've talked about, new attitude, and and being present, and things like that. Are there any other sort of ways that we can? kind of get over ourselves, I guess, or get out of our own way when we are overwhelmed by, you know, like, again, just chores and cooking and all those things. I think going back to this fundamental question is, what is it that I want to create in this moment? Right? Knowing that, uh, you know, as as moms, we're so busy and we're so task oriented because we have to be. We've, We've got Little people uh, depending on us. We've got a household to run. Many of us are working outside the home as well. So we really need things to move along in an orderly fashion. But sometimes we can get so caught up in the task and the doing of things that we forget that in every moment we are creating something. And I can remember as a young younger mom, people telling me that there'll always be dishes to wash. <laughs> it won't matter if you don't wash them tonight. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. And so I really it took me a little while to, to get over that. There'll always be laundry to do. It won't matter if you don't do it today. Right. And I know it sounds horrible when you think about, well, if I don't do it today, then I'll have this and plus that and plus this. And we get overwhelmed. But in every moment coming back to the question, what is it that I want to create in this moment? Mm hmm. What is it that I want to create? And then if you do decide that you're going to do the dishes or the laundry or whatever, you can do it with that energy. Mm-hmm. Knowing that every task, every to-do thing on your list will not be accomplished at the end of the day. And that's okay because those things are repetitive. You'll do them again and again and again. But whatever magic you decide to create in this moment, if it's two minutes on the floor with your toddler or 10 minutes in the tub to, to rejuvenate yourself, <laughs> that that you create right there, that self-love, that giving, that service is what lays the foundation for everything else. It's the mm. most important thing that you can do. Mm. Thank you. That's amazing. So as a mom and and looking back and, I, you know, my, my kids are getting older now, too. My youngest is in seventh grade. Um, what would you tell a young mom looking at her children at Christmas time and and just, you know, how, what words of encouragement would you give to a, a young mom going through this holiday season with her children? 
Yes, what I will tell you is this. As a mom of a 20-year-old, and my son turns 18 on the 22nd of this month, uh, one of the most important things to know about the younger years is that kids rarely remember what you bought or how clean the house was. What they always remember is the smiles. And my son talks about it now. He goes, Mom, I remember, you know, you coming in our room and telling us the Christmas story and making up stuff. Those moments <laughs> matter. They matter more than anything. So I, I, this has been a challenging year. And for a lot of people, there's not a lot of money for gift giving. Don't worry. At eight, When your kids turn 18 and 20, they will not remember that they didn't get the latest. They won't remember that. They'll remember that you were there. Mm-hmm. That you were there and that you smiled at them. Mm-hmm. And that you took the moment to share your your the warmth from your body, the hugs and the kisses. They'll remember those. Mm-hmm. Those are free. <laughs> so you got a gift. You got an early Christmas present 18 years ago, didn't you? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. And it's, it's so hard to believe. He just was going rattling off his college acceptance stuff to me. And I just looked at him and said, I can't believe that 18 years ago, I was mm. uh, on this day wondering, is this baby going to come before Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so sweet. So, well, gosh, thank you so much for all of these wonderful ideas and all these tips and thoughts. Um, Before I let you go, what, you know, tell me anything else that you've got going on or anything else that you would like people to know about you that that I can include. Yeah, well, uh, well, if I may, I would like to offer something free to your listeners, especially during the holiday seasons, is discovering your passion. As As a mom, a lot of times we Our passion is our family, and that's wonderful. But we also have to remember to feed our souls and discover ourselves in here because as we blossom, so do our children and our families. So I have a free course um, on discovering your passions, and you can get that course by emailing DrayvonJames at gmail.com and putting free in the subject line. And I'd be happy. It'd be my honor to send you that. It's an online free seven-day course fun and interactive and very user-friendly. So it's a a lot of fun. But if you're interested in learning about how to discover your passions and living your passions, it's DrayvonJames at gmail.com. Oh, perfect. Well, I will definitely include that in the show notes for people so that they will be able to find that. That's uh, that's an amazing benefit for them. Thank you so much for offering that. And um, I'm sure that will be an amazing thing for for moms, because like you said, you know, sometimes we lose ourselves with our kids we or our spouse or whatever, and it's just so overwhelming and we do everything for everybody else and forget to do what we need to do for ourselves. So it sounds like that course could be very helpful. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And it is so true. Even though I thought I was staying in touch with myself, you know, I look back and say, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do when this child leaves? You know, I'll have <laughs> much free time that I don't know what to do with. So learning to live in your passions will help with that. Excellent. Very good. Well, how can we find you uh, for more information? You can find me at www.drdravonjames.com. And I'm on the radio every Monday at unityonlineradio.org. Very good. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us today. I I so appreciate it. And uh, I hope you have wonderful holidays and happy birthday to your son. And, and uh, thanks again. I hope you'd come back and join us again. I would love to. Happy holidays. Thank you. 
This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at www.teachingyourtoddler.com as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler on Instagram and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.